This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Great to see you again. So, it's only air. It's only water. (laughs) It's amazing what natural elements can do, what damage they can do, what effect or impact they can have. And we got off incredibly lightly. We did have a tree down. It landed on the roof of the cabin which is the place where we processed all the fleece. Mm. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was a bit concerned. There's all this debris of the bits that had kind of landed down, but the, then I looked up and realised this thing was poking over the roof. It landed right on the ridge and doesn't appear to have done too much damage. Now, it's, it's an old ash tree that's had ash die back, so it's a pretty dry and pretty, probably pretty light kind of tree, really. Um, and it was the, the, the wind had spun round and it came from a different direction. So that was down. And then the water's up. It's um, kind of, yeah, full lake. Not damaging us, not causing any problems. But I know there's other places that have had horrendous floods. And there are places that are affected by typhoons, and which is the, the, the rain as well as the wind and all the rest of it. It's just hard work for everybody that's involved in that um, yeah not a lot I can do from here but um, when you think about what's happening uh, the the weather that's coming and all that kind of stuff when you know what to expect then you can prepare for it so there are times when I go down and I make sure that the drainage channel uh, there's a concrete sort of apron in front of the stables and there's a drainage channel that runs around the edge of that but the alpacas come up and down and they, the stones and the other bits and pieces come off and land. <laughs> they land in the ditch in this drainage channel and they can stop the flow of the water, which is a bit of a challenge because the water doesn't go where it's supposed to and can cause problems. So I need to drag that out now and again, clean it out, take out all the big stones out and let the water be flowing. Now there's no water there. I'm just preparing for it, getting it ready. And uh, there's a lovely bit. We 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 call it <laughs> we call it the fire pit. It's never had a fire in it, but it was. We had to move something. There was a place where there had been a bit of a fire pit, and then we we had to move it slightly because of rejigging stuff. And uh, this hole was made <laughs> ready to be the fire pit, and it just filled up with water. It it it's fed by water oozing out of the rock strata, and it just fills up and then overflows and it the alpacas love it it's a it's a little pool for them they go and they sit in it and they paddle around and stuff and there's an edge where they um they're obviously coming in and out and the the pipe from that takes it directly into the lake uh, which works really well when there's no obstructions and the stone and the other bits and pieces a bit of grass as well but all these things had grown and, and had become become a bit of a problem because they were causing a blockage and it was overflowing so this thing was was difficult I couldn't get to it without I was kind of how do, how do I reach down there and 
I couldn't get close enough without getting me. I couldn't reach in far enough because it was so deep I was going to be in danger of. So I managed to find a stick. Good sticks are really good, aren't they? So I always keep a stick around somewhere. Uh, and I managed to poke around with this stick and release enough. And it started doing this all gurgling stuff and it, it uh, created a little vortex. <laughs> it, it created a little whirlpool and it was sucking down leaves and sticks and goodness knows what and down and out into the pipe and then out into the lake and it was running full bore for quite a while and it, but it drained all of that water out of the way which was great so that stops the path getting really soaking wet uh, which is a challenge but uh, they've still got their pond they've still got their lake the big lake but they don't go in there but the little one they've still got that so they can get into that and they can have a little paddle and stuff and some of them do saw them today and they were wet so they'd obviously be in there again but uh, it's good to be checking drainage channels to work out that things are flowing the way they're meant to. So the wind's dropped and we're picking up things and moving them around back to where they belong. And we're going to get ourselves straight, ready for the next bit of weather that's coming at some point. So a mixture of dark clouds and various things and you go, oh, it could be, could be this, could be that. There's some interesting books around. I don't know whether you've come across. Um, there's a book by uh, Tristan Gooley, I think his name is. And uh, it talks about how to read the environment, how to read the trees and the way they're growing, how to read the water. Uh, fascinating. Well, I think so anyway. So that might be a... We're still quite a way off, aren't we? But if there's a birthday coming up or if, you know, for the holiday season, maybe it's something to bear in mind that you might want to put it on the list for people to give you or you might want to find it for somebody else it's a kind of a uh, a bit of a treasure trove of all kinds of interesting information so just worth checking out if you're interested i'll put a link in the episode notes so um nothing major to report with the girls and the boys and feeding carries on and mucking out carries on and i was talking last time about ordinary and extraordinary just being around the corner and those kind of things. I still had a, a few a few other episodes. Once you become aware, you you start to notice. So Owenna, I've just been, again, just enjoying the amazing eyes that she's got. And she comes and stands and I'll stand and we, we exchange a moment of some kind. <laughs> I know what I think it was, but I'm not sure what she thinks. She's probably going, what is he doing? He never does this, normally. Uh. So they're all doing okay. And uh, there's bits and pieces to attend to, but nothing major, major. And we'll carry on doing the necessary. There's a vague kind of quacking in the background. I have no idea what, what's going on. She's, she's a, a duck by herself and she's not happy. I just wonder whether she had a nest and she's lost the the eggs or something, I think, depending on where she was, it might well be, that's an area where the fox goes. So, we shall see. But the alpacas are um, quite stable at the moment in terms of the way they're interacting, the way they're behaving, <clears throat> which is nice. Um, nothing outstanding, nothing majorly concerning. 
uh, just the usual, usual stuff going on. And that's a good time to take that bit of extra time to reflect um, and to spend time around the ones, the ones that are quiet, the ones that are hanging at the back, the ones that don't get a lot of attention normally, just to keep an eye on, on them and check everything's okay with us. A few little quirky bits of, who's been nibbling here? Somebody's been having a problem back near the tail and she's nibbled the, the fleece away and she's obviously been irritated by something, so... Keep an eye on that. I, I listened to, I was on a, a webinar the other day talking about mites. <laughs> By the end of the, the webinar, everybody was scratching, everybody was itching, uh, just talking about the horrible things and seeing, seeing them blown up as a, as a major thing. So that's, that's an interesting other thing to keep an eye on. Um, and uh, the after effects and also the, you know, the kind of the process of how you treat, you have to work out which kind of mite it is and then... Uh, treat accordingly, and then if there's problems that you know, might need to to get something medicated, shampoo and various bits and pieces, and also some some treatment. But it depends on the type, so you need to to work that out. And it's really uh, engagement with your vet. And vets are so useful, um, but also so expensive. So we tend to hold back when we probably shouldn't. So just an encouragement for myself and for whoever to take note and just think about preventative work that might need to be done and uh, that could be worth the investment in time and effort uh, and maybe finance for spending a bit of time with the vet, getting the vet to come do a check through, perhaps help you create a herd health plan. Um, you know the basics but it's useful sometimes to get a, another pair of eyes who know what they're looking for. So working with your vet's a, an important um, relationship, really, to develop something that it isn't just a, a one-off, it isn't just for times of trouble, but we need to be developing a good working relationship. And there's some previous episodes that talk about that. So, you know, go back and check and find those. So that's uh, ongoing preventative things I, I i like to i like to fight fires oh there's a problem i need to deal with it i don't find it so easy in some ways to be attending to the work that needs to be done which is the preventative stuff which is the making sure everything's in its place and everything's raked out so that the water can flow away or that the the food is topped up or whatever the situation. There's always something, isn't there? And there's a load, load of those things in the background that need to be done all the time and we need to be planning ahead for the next season. Um, not in a running around headless chicken way, but, but just to be trying to, to work it all through. So we shall see you again next time. And if you're able to, it'd be good to go spend some time with your alpacas. Stand and stare. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but don't do it nose to nose. They do tend to spit at you if you do that. Yeah. So what can we do that will help us be more confident and more fulfilled in our ownership of alpacas? And there's lots of little steps. So think about what you need to do next and just make a bit of effort on those little steps. Lots of repetitions, building relationship with your animals, 
building confidence that you have because you understand enough and you know enough and you've done it enough to be able to do it well. And uh, it all builds, it all comes over time. So, but if there's things that you don't know and it's, it's holding you back, then find out. <laughs> go, find, go find someone who knows and get an answer to those things so that you're not just kind of, oh, I don't know what to do so you don't do anything. That's another of my favorites. Mm. So if you don't know what to do, then do find someone who does and let them help you. Have a great week. Enjoy the weather, whatever it is. And go spend some time with your alpacas. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.